Gregory just having his dinner three okay. hours a day. Can you can you just <laughs> can you both just five seconds? It's all I need. Because I'm all fancy in California. No, no, no. I need to count. Because I She's eat still dinner. I'm fancy in California. What does that even mean? We know your higher lifestyle. Yeah, Willow. I don't even own a dryer. <laughs> like, how fancy is my life? You have a gated community. Oh, oh, I get and it. And sunlight three Nobody hours after it. us. Yeah, somebody come and pick up his laundry. Who does it for him? Oh, true. I wish. Oh man, I wish that was true. Okay. <laughs> okay. You're leaving all of this in, right, Paul? Hundred percent. It's gonna be all of this. Show begins. <laughs> yep. You know I've done this before. Yep. No, I am really looking forward to it. This was rad. It's holy rad. Way rad. Fully rad. You say that was gnarly. <laughs> We are finally. Dream and I have a song stuck in my head. She had to hold that in for five <laughs> seconds. I could see her about to explode. We are finally. She was back. about. It was. She was about to have an aneurysm. <laughs> you could see her vein throbbing. Yep. Yep. It was coming out. You know. We are back. This was red. Two guys, teenager movies from the eighties. I'm Paul, of course. I'm Greg. For now, I guess I'm Willow. <laughs> yes, for now. So uh, I could go bald and go crazy because I'm a part of the Illuminati. Sorry, I'm not Britney Spears. Wow. Taking, I don't know a, if we want to get <laughs> attention for possibly being part of the Illuminati. Take a 2007 uh, Britney Spears to task. <laughs> <laughs> Poor love girl her. is cleaned up. She's got her family. Life's on track. I love her. Willow. Nope. I remember when you shaved your head. <laughs> and that was because of drugs. <laughs> yeah, Willow... Oh, are we doing a very special episode where Willow's on drugs? Hey, we don't have to wait till two- <laughs> episode 100, Greg. <coughs> you do- oh, she's, she's going. She's taking herself out. Willow. <coughs> oh, Willow. Willow. It's called karma. <laughs> it took a while, but the karma of this podcast finally got back to you. <coughs> Yikes. Oh, God. it wasn't struck down already. Oh, your seven pounds of mascara is leaking. It was already leaking before. <coughs> Because we had to watch a stupid movie. <laughs> wow. I guess. Handle the mic if you're going to cough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cough straight into the mic. That's what we need. Aww. Well, she never, she never talks on the mic. I mean, <coughs> let's at least get a cough. Fair. That's fair. That's okay. Fair. Are, we, are we ready to start? Yeah, please. We watched Real Genius, Paul. Real <laughs> sure Genius. Sure did. Sure did. Val Kilmer and a bunch of people you've never heard of before. 1985. That's not true. No, no, that's not true. How how dare you? William Atherton is in this film. Yeah, who, by the way, I, I halfway through, I'm like, I know this guy, and I'm like, oh, Ghostbusters. Will, William Atherton, who, if, if I remember correctly, I, I think it's William Atherton, people straight up tr- will see him on the street and try to fight him. He says it happens all the time. People hate his character from Ghostbusters so much. Yeah. Yeah, I would believe People that. People try to just fight him. And and he was also in Die Hard. My yeah, I was going to say, he was definitely in another movie we watched already. Um, if not a if not a couple of them. Um, but, well, I mean, so he plays bad guys. I mean, he always plays bad he guys. He always so. plays he's like plays William the Zabka. same type of guy. He was a classic yes. 80s villain. Yeah, yes, he's Billy Zabka. Yeah, Billy. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he gets typed. Well, he likes to go by Billy Zabka, not William. Oh, Billy Zabka. I'm on your side because I'm slowly dying. Um, so yes, real genius. Um, uh, this is a, an interesting, uh, movie we watched. Um, uh, some of the things that I remember about this, Greg, first of all, I had this completely confused for another movie. Oh, what movie did you think it was? Uh, the computer who wore tennis shoes. Whoa, that is a deep thought, <laughs> right? That is a, that is a deep, deep, <laughs> early Scott, Disney live action. Scott Bayo. Becomes with, in- with Kurt Russell, if I'm not mistaken. Uh yes, yes, Kurt Russell. Oh, oh, why did I think Scott Bayo? No, you're right. Did Kurt you Russell. did you know that that movie got remade in yes. the nineties? Oh, with, uh, two, uh, early two thousand with everybody's favorite uh, Bible thumper, Kurt Cameron. Yes, yes, I do know that. Um, I think it got remade again. Did you say later Bible on. thumper? Yes, yes, I did. Bible thumper. Do you not know who Kurt Cameron is? No. Oh. Yeah, okay, then that then that, uh, I don't think you can complain about that then, Willow. Okay. 
Is it Kurt Cameron or Bible thumping you have a problem with? Bible thumber. Thumping. Thumping. It's a term that... Thumping. It's a term that people would try and hammer the the, the scripture and, and God into you that it was like beating you with a Bible. Oh, okay. So not really, because that'd be kind of hilarious to just carry a Bible and go... <laughs> well, then you need to watch the movie Saved, in which... <laughs> I can't think of the, well, the actress's name. Macaulay Culkin is in No, he... Movie. Yes, but the girl is in that. Oh, she was a famous singer. Moore. Ma- uh, Mandy Moore. Willa, you would love this oh, scene. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. She's that's yelling right, at Mandy. two people, and she goes, I am full of God's love, and throws a Bible at them. <laughs> it's funny at the time. Anyway, Willow was talking about this film earlier, and she said that the reason I loved it was the opening credit sequence, which involved gun. Now, it's actually weapons from the dawn of man to the current age, and it's all diagrams. Are we just getting right into the movie? Mm-hmm. Yep, let's just jump right in. Okay. No, Dad, what do you remember? Because we have to drag the song as possible. <laughs> yeah, Paul, what, Paul, Willow, what do you remember about the movie? I, Willow, I, I feel... <laughs> I, I'd love to know if Willow speaks for the audience on that, because, I don't know, I like the yeah, segment. Paul, no, now, see, now I'm curious, Paul, what do you remember? <laughs> that I thought was another movie. That was the end of it. That, well, that was it. I guess I thought no, there was more to it. You know, okay. you know what, honestly, no, I thought it was the Kurt Cameron movie when he, like, when he gets, like, infused with, like, the, this super computer power. Um, because when you're in a computer. Yes. And you get zapped by the computer. All right. You, of course, download all knowledge into your brain. Science fact. Um, But for some reason, I kept mixing this with Val Kilmer's other movie. Uh, Tombstone. Is it Spy Hard? No. Oh, oh, uh, oh. The spy movie he did. Uh, Top Secret. Top Secret. I kept mixing those two movies together. I I know I've seen Real Genius. I couldn't remember anything about this movie before we started watching it. Because I think I was just so confused by other movies. I know I've seen this movie as a kid. I know I had. So that's what I remembered. If we can skip yours and go right to the movie, that's okay. No, we're no that's fine. To um, story. I remember this movie, I think, being on Comedy Central a lot. Um, I remember people really loving this movie. Not me, but like other people really loving it. Then why did you suggest it if you didn't love it, Greg? I just, Willow, I, will, I thought you'd possibly like this movie. It wasn't a sure bet, okay. but I thought maybe. We'll okay. see if it panned out. I'm sure it didn't. <laughs> um, so scenes I remember, the, the popcorn scene at the end is is very, very memorable. Yeah. Uh, pretending to be the voice of God and be- make a child believe that he has uh, <laughs> schizophrenia, of course. Yes. Classic. Poor kid. Um, <laughs> Classic. The, the ice that doesn't melt, it just turns into gas. Remember that? Yeah. And for some reason, I remember uh, Val Kilmer being too cheap to use change in a machine to get coffee and a candy bar. So he has, like, a ice in the shape of a quarter that he that he cuts mm-hmm. and then uses that instead. And I feel like at some point, someone would have checked on that machine and said, huh, there's a ton of water in here, <laughs> but uh, no money. So these machines are going away and never coming back. But I don't know. Yeah. You know what's well, we we can I guess explore when we get there. But when you look at the rest of this house, you know, this dormitory, not getting money in the vending machine, I think has to be the school's lowest priority. That's 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 a very good point. So let's let, let's get right into this. Let's we get into open it. in space. space. Yeah. Well, well. First of all, we have jazz music over the evolution of weapons. I like I like to call it Fallout music. Yes. Yes. Sounds like something you'd listen to in the Wastelands, be it D.C. or uh, New Vegas. Yes. Now, Willa, you had a problem with this right off the bat? The gun to spaceship? Yeah. Transition? Because, I don't know, that just seemed a little not smooth, you know? <laughs> it could have, like, flowed better. Like, to your... Uh, wait, <laughs> are, Willa, are you saying Maybe it was, a like, space laser and then to a spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> Because he said it's weapons through time, space lasers next. <laughs> yeah, we have learned space lasers. Yep, yeah, okay. I don't know, felt like it would have been a better transition. Okay, well, I, I can't... Fair. Yeah, can't... So anyway, it turns out we're watching a commercial that a bunch of guys in a secret government facility are watching, and it's basically, 
I guess somebody decided to pitch an idea that didn't exist and see if they could get money for it. I guess that was the plan. They're like, no, 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 no. Hear me out. We make the commercial. We make the Pentagon people watch it. Then we develop the tech. Did you think the U.S. military had like a pilot season? That's literally what I think is going on. I think yes. Okay. Who has the best commercial? Okay. Well, this, this guy's got a space laser just a space laser. This one has a space laser on a spaceship. And this guy, he's got some sort of running man future with armor. What What do you think is going to sell it? Uh, mm, ah, mm, let me I, see here. I'm now, you. Space laser, like the idea, like the idea, but really can't sell toys. This one and makes we popcorn. We can sell popcorn in our advertisement. Right. Uh, the other thing I, I feel like, like there's there's one guy who only picks based on like the production value. <laughs> you know, and he's like, "This was like a guy in his garage. I don't want this, but like, like, look at this one. It had everything. It had, you know, lights and music and dancing. It's fantastic. It was a spectacle. <laughs> it was a spectacle. Yes, that's uh, what I was... want in my weapons to okay. murder people. Spectacle. So anyway, powerful white men are talking about how they want to amorally create a laser that can destroy chairs um, at a moment's notice. Yeah, they, or or the people that are sitting in chairs specifically. Oh, I didn't even think that there was a person in the chair. I just assumed they shot a chair. No, there was there was a person sitting in the chair, and then it was like, poof, they were gone. You know, they were, like, burnt up. I totally missed that. All I could think is, oh, now, now we have the perfect weapon to make sure terrorists don't have a place to sit. That's right. You take away their place to sit. How are it. they going to, right, how are they possibly going to be able to, to coordinate attacks? If, if they can't sit down, they can't have meetings. Right, right. No votes. Nope. Uh, no planning, no strategies. Yep. We're lost without our Adirondack chairs. Or wicker. It was wicker. I, I guess it's actually a pretty smart move, actually. I'm, I'm, the more I'm talking about it. <laughs> as you kind of, as you kind of mull it over, yeah. right? You're like, yeah. okay, look, sounds stupid at first, right? There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, uh, the one African American gentleman, uh, in the room says, I can't do this. I need, I, I'm out. And they're, uh, they go, well, we need to liberate George. I guess of life. Um, is what the implication yeah, is. Yeah, they, they don't come out and say they're going to kill him, but they're going to kill him. Yeah, and then they laugh. It's <laughs> great. Yeah. We're all white. Who cares? And then we immediately cut to a science fair for children. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now this is where we meet uh, Jerry Hathaway, Professor Jerry Hathaway, uh, played by the uh, Abernathy. William Atherton. Atherton, uh, who just immediately exudes evil once he's on camera. Oh, yeah, he, it's William Atherton being William Atherton, being just like a slimy, like, you know, jerk. Yeah, um, and he goes over and he's talking to Mitch. Mitch is some kind of brainy kid who's, who's won his way into, now, this is something that I got confused with this movie. I always assumed it was a special project. Same. Right. For kids. Are we done with the Capri Sun? Mm-mm. Can't we? Can we Capri Suns get so loud. <laughs> I swear I'm not trying to I'm Number trying to get 141 on my list of things I just, won't miss Just gotta get there Paul Just sit tight man <laughs> <laughs> It's always darkest before dawn <laughs> It is It's always loudest it's before so close. Okay, I'm mm, mm, I can I, I could taste freedom Greg I can taste it I'm sorry So <laughs> you're, Yeah clearly you're sorry I can tell <laughs> She says I'm sorry and then immediately makes more noise. The only time she's ever been on my consistent. <laughs> That's enough. Okay. He goes in and he's talking to Mitch. Now, what I love about this scene is Mitch is pitching this idea about some sort of uh, split iodine laser thing. Some some kind of special laser, yeah. And I don't know if it's just... If it's just general disregard for people in general, but but Hathaway has this glazed look like, I don't care about any of this. And I couldn't tell if it was between, like, complete apathy, or he almost looks like he's confused, and he's thinking, I don't know what he's saying, I don't know what he's saying, I don't know what he's saying, is he done? That's fantastic! (laughs) Like, he's just... I agree, he seems very sort of, uh... Somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Yeah. He's just checked out at that point. But he says that Mitch has got into a special program at this college. But he does it in a very weird way. He goes, yeah. now how do you, are you okay with, with leaving? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll be okay. 
Ah, you gonna miss your friends? Ah, I really don't have any friends. Ha <laughs> yeah. And I kind of felt like Athway was like, <laughs> yeah, we're all outcasts. <laughs> uh, but Mitch is, Mitch seems very prepared. Uh, his parents are very stupid. And I got, I gotta say, Hathaway makes a couple quips that I kind of liked. Uh, oh, yeah, when he's <laughs> talking about, like, we're smarter. We're better than these people. Well, no, when he goes to the parents, he goes, he goes, so, uh, they're like, oh, yeah, it, it's going to be great. He's like, yeah, yeah, it's going to be fantastic. And the mother says something. He goes, was Mitch adopted? <laughs> like, like, the, like, it doesn't even matter what she, what she just said. He just asked this real, like, left field question. And it's, I liked it. I, I, he was very, it, like I said, he exuded that I'm better than you attitude just yeah. so perfectly. And I like the kid, Mitch. He's very, like, likable. Um, Agreed. Mitch is like a very good job so being irritating. like a 15 year old, you know, selling that where he doesn't quite know how the world works. He wants to impress people. He wants to do his best. He wants to work hard. Mitch was I, so I irritating. The, the, the guy that they got to play Mitch does a, a very good job in this film. You didn't being like Mitch? Irritating. Yeah. Why? He was just boring and irritating everyone. Like he wasn't likable to one person until he had to be for them to pass the class. I don't think that. Wait, are, are, are you talking about Mitch or are you talking about Val Kilmer? No, like Mitch was like irritating, and like Val Kilmer was just being himself, which happened to be okay with Mitch. Like he pissed so many people off, and it was so irritating. And he's like, "Gotta get this done, gotta do all this," and like uh, uh, so unchill, like like a bus okay. bro. Well, and, and as we'll see throughout the movie, <sighs> yes, I mean Mitch is kind of, but he's growing from that. Like Greg said. This young kid who's just, he, he, he's been, what they say, the big fish in a little pot. He's the smartest, he's the most uh, scientifically, mathematically gifted student in his school. So he's already been ostracized, but kids like that, at least in movies, always present them as these super geeks and nerds who they have to, like... Be with the most obnoxious girl in the movie? Well... <laughs> <laughs> They They are a stereotypical nerd, and they need to grow throughout the movie. That's what it is. So, yes, he's annoying at first. The only kids that he pisses off are those three guys who are Mm -hmm. led by Kent, who who by far beats Mitch in an annoyance contest by, like, leaps and bounds. True. I don't know. I found a lot of people irritating in this movie. Yeah. Um, but then we cut over to Val Kilmer, who I thought was being... He was cool. I liked him. What? He was awesome. Oh, he was Highly appreciated. He is an insufferable jackass the entire film. (laughs) Highly appreciated. Definitely the first half. The first half of the movie, I could not stand his character. And then the second half of the movie, you couldn't stand him either. (laughs) It was a perfect companion piece to the first half of the film. Well, Greg, let's not speak for each other, shall we? You agreed we wouldn't do each other's, we wouldn't play each other for an episode, so you don't get to do it. I did, you're right, I did. You got me there. You got me there. I suggested it, and you know what? Maybe episode 101, that's what we finally do. Yeah, you know what? We're going to be grasping at straws. (laughs) Whatever we can do. Whatever we can do. So, so anyway, Mm -hmm. um... Phil Kilmer goes to this other place. I guess it's for a job interview, but it's not very, it's not said out loud. I thought it, he was also being recruited for the school. No, no, no. They're talking about a job because later on in the movie, they talk about how he's going to um, graduate. Or hopefully they're talking about William Atherton is talking to him and he's like, you've got the job. Like once, once you graduate, like you've got the job because then he, he takes it away from him later on in the movie. And so, yeah, he's like, he's wearing, I will say, I like the shirt he's wearing that says, I heart toxic waste. I like that shirt. That was yep. good. Highly appreciated. That's pretty good. Um, <laughs> and the alien headset. Also highly and then, appreciated. And then you have a bunch of like dumb jokes where he's like yucking it up on the squares. Yeah. Um, and then there's a woman who's like, basically talks about how like, oh, I've met like seven out of the ten smartest people in the world. And then she talks about how she like uh had sex with a guy so hard that he died. Right. And and I was like, okay, this is the type of movie we're gonna watch. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Good start. A woman Good start. who is systematically trying to have sex with the ten smartest people in the world and in doing so killed a guy. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And Val Kilmer is very well very very quick to say, well you know what? I'm number eleven. Sorry. No, number he's eight. number four, I think. Oh, is that what it is? 
Yeah, Thought something like that. Okay. And so, so anyway. anyway. Oh, this is going to make so... This is... Is this the oh, same woman that shows yeah, up? Yeah, that's her. She comes back later. Okay. Just so you understand, during, you know what I'm talking about, right? I yes, was I so confused where that woman came out of. I thought yeah. she appeared for one scene and was never heard from or spoken of again. And I didn't know where she came from. That was and it's, a weird it's because scene. she has glasses in the opening scene and she doesn't for the rest of the other two scenes. Okay. okay. So that, much. That's why. Or I just didn't pay attention. Anyway. Whoa. Moving along. Yeah. Uh, Chris Knight. And this... Chris Knight is Val Kilmer. And I just... Yeah, I, I think what they're trying to do so hard is make him out to be this jokester. Yeah. But his, his yeah. character just doesn't land right. Oh, no, no he's, he's the type of person that you, you're, you you didn't hang out with, but, like, he was really into the drama club, and he thought every joke that came out of his mouth was hilarious, and he was con- constantly, like, performing for people. And you just like didn't want to be around them at all, and they were awful people. Yeah, that's 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 who Val Kilmer is in this movie. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And um, it's like literally nothing you have done has been funny ever. Like, stop it. Right, just stop it. Some people are funny, some people are not. You're not funny. You fall into that category. There's not even a part of you that's in the Venn diagram of funny. You're all the way on the other end. Imagine a number line. You're infinity, the other way, away from funny. You couldn't be further away. No, no, from no. Funny. I don't. I don't Just believe stop that. Stop it. I don't believe that. At one point, all funny no, no. people come forward. Not so fast, guy. <laughs> you you need to take a step back. I don't believe that. I believe at one point he was funny. Nobody said anything. They waited till he left the room, and then they laughed. I think he'll do something that kills him, and that will be funny. <laughs> yes. Okay. Like that'll fi- like <laughs> okay. finally okay it'll be and it, but and and to be fair it'll be really funny yeah like really really funny. okay um, but not not until then <laughs> dies so, of laughter at his own joke so moving on um, Mitch gets to the school he goes on now he's been put on a special project for Hathaway um, it, it, real real fish out of water scenes right. where he's just like whoa what's, look at all this college craziness that's happening right. uh, eventually he ends up in the laser lab where Kent. And two other no-names are working on lasers. Correct. Um, and Because and what a scientist's like, lasers. Right. And so yeah. he's trying to, like, explain, like, why he's there. And, and Kent gives this fantastic line. He goes, no, 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 you're not in charge. There's God, there's Jerry. And then there's and me. And then there's me. And I had to ask. There's no one behind does, God and does, Jerry. Does the Pope report to Jerry? Yep. yep. In, in in the in the in the hierarchy that he has constructed, yes. <laughs> oh, oh, Mister Jerry, this is the Pope in Italy. We have a very bigger problem with the kids are touching themselves because it's the 1980s and we're very concerned about that. What do you, Mister Jerry? What do you think we're gonna do in in the Catholic Church, Mister Jerry? I ask you. Mr. Jerry, where do you fall on the abortion? Very tough topic here. I want a whole... I want all the the answering machine messages that he left on his machine. I want the whole tape. I want to hear every question. Because you know there's some, like, hilariously minuscule questions he's asking. And just like, uh, what is that? What does the science say happens after we die? Uh, what do we do? No, no, no. It's more like, Mr. Jerry, this, uh, this whole, uh, cause you have a direct line of two of the gods. What? This a whole, uh, fish on Friday. They are not to be liking it as much as they thought. What do you, what did the big man have to say that, also, golf on Tuesday, call me back. I, I, I want all of them. Yes, yes. The Pope's, the Pope's answer machine. He's gone. Mr. Jerry. <laughs> what do you think about these kids with the gun there? Jesus approve or disapprove? I don't I know what to do. <laughs> I think we have a new character and we need to bust this character out anytime there's a moral quandary. <laughs> 1980s Italian Pope? We don't even know who the Pope was in 1980 no, no. and I refuse to look it up. I do not want to no, know. I don't know. No, nineteen 1980s. Italian offensive, pope. stereotypical, <laughs> bad Italian. Accent. And not only that, not only that. Anytime we have a moral quandary, he's calling Mister Jerry. 
Mr. <laughs> Mr. Cherry's answer corner. No question corner. Right, you ask a question, you get no answer, but that's what it is. Uh, hold on, I gotta. Mr. Jerry, what do you think about the acid jazz music? Eighties <laughs> uh, oh, Pope. Hold on, I gotta write this down. Okay, no, please, please. Calls do. Mr. Jerry. Oh my God, where was this character for other? Mr. Jerry, where do we stand on the autonomous return of robots from my future? <laughs> Killing innocent people in the club. <laughs> Mr. Jerry, uh, I'm going to uh, build a startup where we implant false memories of action movies into the head. What do you think of this movie? What do you think of this? <laughs> Mr. Jerry, it is a me. It is Italian Papa calling you. I know I call her all of the time. <laughs> but uh, I have a question. If a boy go back in a time and he try to make it with his mom. <laughs> oh my goodness. All I see is Jerry Before. just looking at his phone going, ugh, the Pope again. <laughs> <laughs> then immediately pushing the phone aside. <laughs> oh god, this guy again. <laughs> that's that's why he bought the answering line. machine specifically to screen his calls. Because that's the only way you could do it in the 80s. You had no idea who no, was calling. You had to screen calls. Oh my god, Willow. So anyway, re- no, nope, that's the can, cherry on top of that one. We're done. On, on Moving on. Italian eighties Pope. Uh, anyway, uh, Mitch uh, Hathaway shows up. <laughs> Mitch realizes there's a dimmer switch. I guess that wasn't yeah, turned yeah, up. Yeah, Now I I, I did want to say when when Kent is is introduced he's like the dwight Schrute if you watch the office yes yeah yeah like like exactly and 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 yes he's like oh there's there's a problem with the sample we got to get a whole new one and mitch is just like uh no look and he just like turns the knob and everything works <laughs> yeah right right and it's like and then uh, and hathaway's like i we, I want everything double for this kid to go over it's like well i mean i guess anybody could have noticed a dimmer switch <laughs> i mean to be to be fair Paul, I think if we were at work and suddenly they brought in a 12-year-old kid and they're like, meet your new manager. Be like, no, I don't think I want to work here anymore. <laughs> um, nope. I don't like the way this is going. Ah, <laughs> uh, look. Sure, he's qualified. <laughs> but, but, uh... He's very qualified. I think I'll be moving on. <laughs> so anyway, job. um, th- this is this is where we, we cut back to Mitch. He's back at his dorm and they, you know what they did, Paul? They put some ice in the hallway. That's fun. Okay, now, it, all the science and the technology stuff in this movie, it, it's all very hokey, made-up stuff to try and sound realistic. Uh, but right. I, I tell you, for this kind of movie in the 80s where it's kind of like a goofy comedy college movie, it's not terrible. I mean, like the, like the Asian kid doesn't want to explain it, but it doesn't come across like he doesn't know what he did. It's not like it was Correct. a happy accident. So I kind of like some of the science talk in this movie. This is kind of a good one. He makes a gag. I hope it doesn't explode, which is kind of stupid. But but overall, like when he's talking about it, I like that there's kind of that part to it. The scene overall is very stupid. The only thing that's important about it is we meet Jordan, who immediately <sighs> becomes the love interest for Mitchell. Um, I want to know how old Jordan is because Mitch is fifteen. I I was gonna guess probably like eighteen or nineteen because she still looks on the younger side. Agreed. I'm not sure. So there. what they did was still legal. <laughs> well, and in 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 to 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 not put too fine a point on that, Willow. That woman shows up and she's like, "I've waited three years for this." Right. Right. And it's like, okay, so I guess the age of consent is 15, That's and what I it's thought. all above board now? Right. That's what I thought, too. So I thought that Jordan was in... doesn't make it morally right, Paul. No. What? What would the Italian Pope think? <laughs> oh, Mr. Jerry. Wait a second. Mr. Jerry. Mr. Jerry's sleeping with somebody's daughter. He doesn't care. Oh, the Pentagon guy's daughter. <laughs> right. Right. Mr. Jerry, uh, legally, he's in the clear, but uh, uh, what do you think? It is uh, morally, maybe not so much. Uh, uh, Mr. Jerry, I got to find out, uh, what is the age of content in all the 50 states? There they are. They're kind of book for this. Asking for a friend. <laughs> Asking for a friend. <laughs> exactly right. So, uh, I, but can we all agree Jordan is like, she's like snorting straight caffeine, right? Oh, that like woman crystal is caffeine. on some pills, man. Some Cracker Jack pills. I don't yeah. know where she got them, but whoa. Uh, she, I like her. She's kooky. Except I when she like shows her. up in the middle of the bathroom and starts talking to people. 
I was going to say, she's one of those people that it's like, when you're not around them, you're kind of like, oh man, I kind of, I kind of like that person. I like the, and then you're around them and you're like, no, I don't. This is, awful. This is a terrible <laughs> idea. This is not fun at all. I hate those people. Uh, I, she kind of mellows hate. out as the film goes on. True. So it's not as bad. She, um, she does come on very strong. But anyway, yeah, he meets, he meets Jordan. Oh, what else? Uh, and then, and then Uh, we have the first of a bunch of montages. I was going to say, yeah. He's working in class. He's working in the lab. He's hanging out with people. Now, um, he's dropping his books. That happens all the time. Yeah, he's a clumsy son of a bitch. Um, he's so smart. The other thing though, um, the closet guy. Uh, all oh, film. yes, yes. Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite lives in his closet. Uh, Werewolf from Monster Squad. Yes, yes, you're absolutely right. Right, yep, he's in this movie. And his, his name, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, it's John, I believe, it, it's Grise or Grease, it's a G-R-I-E-S, I don't know how you pronounce uh, I was it. Called, I was called it Grease. Grease. Yeah. He was in, if I'm not mistaken, he was, he was in The Pretender. Do you remember that show? I don't know, I never watched that one. I believe he was one of the main characters in that show. Doesn't matter. Not yeah, a anyway. Um, yeah, he's he a guy that seeing somebody cl- go into his closet, and then he opens the closet, and there's nobody there. Right. Um, real quick, at least for now, as we later find out, Jerry will fi- eventually follow the guy down there. He's down there working on a computer, printing out these things. We're done with that. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a quick mystery thing that adds a little mystery to the movie in a bit. And one carnival ride. Yes. Um, but it's not like super critical, so we can move past it now. Great, let's never bring it up again. Okay. So he's playing oh, with oh, Also, throughout the movie, we have multiple scenes where the guy from the Pentagon is talking to Hathaway and basically saying, "I need my laser." And yeah, Hathaway's okay. Like, so you'll get it when it's ready. Okay. And the other guy's like, "I need it now." And it's just like it's, it's literally the same scene it, it like yes. four times. Okay, so yeah, we should probably. Okay, so the the crux of the movie is. Hathaway is a professor. He's using his kids to create a laser for the military that needs to be done by a certain time. That's why he's pushing his team, which includes Mitch, Kent, two other no-names, um, and Val Kilmer's character, Chris, Chris Knight. Chris Knight. Now, as we're going along, Mitch is working on the laser. He's getting it focused, um, no pun intended, and he's figuring it out. Um, but now, uh, Knight... Uh, Val Kilmer goes to Hathaway's house, which is now being redone. We find out that he's been embezzling money from the government. Yeah, yeah. Again, basically, most of the money's been going to redo his house. Useless scene. However, I I am very proud of this movie for doing one thing. When Knight shows up, he's he's got some popcorn and he's eating it. And Hathaway says, "What's that?" And he's like, oh, "Popcorn." He's like, "Well, get rid of it. I don't like popcorn." And he just throws it away. And it's such an offhand comment that uh, Greg, correct me if I'm wrong, not in any movie we've seen so far has so little a comment had such a big payoff later on in the movie. Yeah, The the ratio of comment to payoff is so big. What's that? I said in in a normal movie, he'd say it three times so the audience remembers. You got it in your head. This movie does it one time and by the end of the movie, you're like really? You went which that I, way, which 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 is crazy because by the end of the movie, when they're trying to think of a way to like mess his life up, Val Kilmer must have been like, I remember he one time told me he didn't <laughs> like popcorn offhandedly once, and they're like, yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, how do we use that? <laughs> yes, but I gotta say it's clever. I it I is. did not see it coming. So anyway, um, uh, yeah, Hathaway is is telling Knight, hey, you got to work faster, you got to get this stuff done, you know. And so now now we have the time stamp. It's mid May. You got to get this done by mid May, right? Basically, when like the finals happen, you got to get this all wrapped up before the end of the semester, right? So, uh, what Val Kimmer, uh decides to do is immediately go back and throw a party. Yeah, well, you know, n- you know, I I love when Mitch at the beginning of this film is like not he he was really looking forward to meeting Knight. Yes. Knight was kind of, he, he had a name that people knew, you know, he's kind of In his a community, bit of yeah, a, yeah. a notorious figure. And he winds up rooming with him. And so, you know, Knight is trying to like, this is like a classic movie where like, the nerd is going to hang out with like the wise person at college who's been there a while. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to be like, man, you're too tight. You gotta loosen up, you gotta loosen up. And then everything is fantastic. And well, like Knight's lighthearted approach to college life is kind of lost on Mitch, and so all Val Kilmer does is try to like sabotage this guy's work now, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. just sandbag everything he does. 
and it like he just can't have it if it's not about him if if if, if not everyone is partying he just yes. like can't have it yes I, and i agree with and and up till this point i kind of get that at the party there there was a, a beauty school or something like that yeah um that they show up to there's all this stuff going on mitch is like nope nope i got to like I, I I am a one girl man. I, I've only ever seen one girl, and that's that's who I'm going to stick with. Who <laughs> only thank- one girl has seen me pee, and that's uh, the one I want. Right. Uh, thank God she shows up to test a rebreather. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, and, and this, this is another like dumb '80s party where they have taken a lecture hall and turned it into like a pool. Yeah, like like the, the, these like ludicrous like parties. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 crazy. Um. Um, Kent shows up. He go. He sees the party. He goes and immediately tattles because that's what he would do. Um, classic, classic Kent. Ugh. Yeah, classic, classic Kent. Uh, he goes and grabs Hathaway. Hathaway shows up. He's very upset. And then Mitch, he gets angry and he storms off. Now, I think we're supposed to believe that Mitch is upset because Knight is ruining his college career. Yeah. Right. That's not true at all. Mitch was 30 seconds away from touching a real boob. Yeah, that's what he's really mad at. And, and that's that was very high on the list of things he wanted to accomplish that year. And now yeah, it's well, just been... I mean, he is, he is 15 years old. Right. And now it's just been dramatically kicked away by Hathaway. So he storms off back to the room, and he's throwing his stuff around. He calls his mother and says, I want to go home. Kent records it. It's like, Kent, this I'm is... sure that is horrifically illegal, but whatever. None of that. Kent! Ken, listen, I, I know you're trying. I know you're trying. But this buddy's, he, he, he's buddies with Knight. Knight's the king of the campus. He, That's true. I mean, look, I, I, I'm okay with like, you know, hey, the knight, you know, the king, yeah, he's not, he's kind of a dick. I don't really like him. But you don't go kicking his dog. You don't, you don't yeah, kick the king's is, dog. Yeah. You just, you just end up with a burned farm. That's, you know. Take a it's, beef with it's, a proper cow. <laughs> yeah, you don't like angering right? Willow, a hornet's Willow, nest. What do you it's say? just a bad idea. What do we always say? Spill don't, the tea you got. Don't start beef with the chief. Oh my goodness, Ooh. you got beef, go talk with the chief, honey. He will solve all your problems till he gets in a plane crash. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> you don't get beef with the chief. So. No, you do, if okay. you name it beef with the chief. <laughs> okay, so. So, he goes back, he calls his mom, Kent records it. And then I'm guessing from your current perspective so far in the podcast, Greg, yep. this movie doesn't take a turn for you at this point. Uh, what, what kind of a turn should it have taken? <laughs> so for me, when Val Kilmer and Mitch have a heart-to-heart talk about what it was like going there, burning out, oh, oh, all that. Okay, okay. So after Kent plays the phone call in the yes. lunchroom for everyone. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And and Mitch is packing his stuff up because he's ready to go home. Right. And then Val Kilmer is like, hey, now that you're right where I want you, impressionable youth who literally has nobody else around him, let me swoop in here, make you feel better so that I'm the coolest person you know. And that's... Yeah, wasn't really feeling Val Kilmer at that moment, <laughs> and no. And there's what I thought you got. That's where I thought you went with the movie. I went where the movie wanted me to go, which is... <laughs> which is... Okay, look, I legitimately was just trying to just keep you loose because this is is just a cesspool of work and damage to your psyche that if you don't release a little pressure, you'll end up in a boiler room. That's where I got. I didn't think you went that way. So I think from this point forward, we're going to be moving in parallels. But probably, <laughs> but, yeah. But I, Much like but, two bicycles <laughs> in the game of Tron. Right. Never right, actually touch it. Right, right. We're going to follow the movie, but I'm going to be a blue cycle and you're going to be a green cycle and we're just never going to meet again. Okay, so the other day we were driving down the street and there's a giant funeral procession and there's like 50 motorcycles all in a row, all come together, maybe a hundred. There's a lot and this went on and on and on, but it was because it was a funeral for a biker person because it's literally in the front there's a bike with a flower thing on it going first and then there's like so many of them like it just kept going on and on it filled the whole street it's like are you implying 
that Mitch killed himself, and for the remainder of this movie, is a figment of Val Kilmer's Ooh, mind. Jacob! Oh, we're going Jacob's ladder. <laughs> Are you implying that that Mitchell died, and he and he is just a ghost, a spirit, a form only in the eye of Val Kilmer for the remainder of this film? Sure. Due to the guilt that he feels. What, what's uh, that? I said due, due due to the guilt that he feels yes. of not saving Mitch. Yes. And everyone is just kind of like you know like feeding into it. I like that. I like it. Okay. Uh, what actually happens is they kind of they kind of get onto yet another learning montage, but this time, this time, Knight is totally on board. A- at the same time, at some point, it, it just it bears very little saying. But Knight is expecting he only needs, I guess, one class to pass, um, right. which is Hathaway's. Hathaway has said, "I'm not passing you, no matter what you do." I gave your job to Kent. Right. I gave the lead of the project to Kent. You're never graduating. You're not getting that job because you failed me. That was um, so confusing later because Kent, like, sabotaged his own project. I was like, really, bro? Yeah, I know. That sounds so familiar. So, yeah, they, they, you, you, you left out that they played a prank on Kent where they put his car in his dorm room. That's how they got even with it's Kent. It's pretty funny, though. Oh, I, hey, look, as far as pranks go, that's a pretty solid prank. <laughs> right, right. It's up there with MIT. Yeah. That's a solid prank. Right up there with, like, if you bring cows upstairs, they won't go down the stairs. Right. So, they, you know, like, you just have a cow in your school now. Yep. It's going to live there the rest of its That's natural it. life. And then eventually you have hamburgers. Well, I mean, those burgers got to come from somewhere. Taco Paul. Until we can get that lab-grown meat, it's where it's going. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, now now that, that night is all dejected, now Mitch comes in, and he's like, how do you like the fruit salad? Now I'm going to emotionally blackmail you. <laughs> Pow. The or, student has become the master. Or or Mitchell goes in and says, you can't give up now. You've worked too hard. Yeah, yeah, sure, Paul. <laughs> I'm saying it could be one of those two things. I'm Maybe saying not. that's uh, it's like a rube belief. But yeah, okay. <laughs> hey, hey, listen. I believe At in the point. Police. I paused the movie and wrote the following <laughs> note. There's still 50 minutes of this movie left. <laughs> uh, okay, oh length gosh. of time, I agree. I stopped at one point to start prepping for dinner, and Willow was like, oh, I wonder how much is left. And we were like 25 minutes, we're like, oh, God. So we we immediately, montages are supposed to speed up time, so let's throw another one into right. this bloated mess. I think this is the third, right? Uh, At least third, yeah. Yeah, where it's, it's night, and he's studying, okay. and he's working, and he's studying some more. And then oh something God. funny happens, allegedly. And then he's <laughs> working. It's all he's going on. He's doing all this stuff. Yeah. Um, and then eventually what we, we get to, um, as they're studying, the guy in the that basement shows up. Ollifield um, shows up. And he goes, I, I don't know what his scene was supposed to be other than, hey, I, I'm still here and I know what's going on. He loves Frito-Lay's contests. Uh, I oh, kind of like, yeah. like the gag. Um, it, it, no purchase necessary. <laughs> And you can enter as often as you want. Right. Honestly, uh, just sits there for days. Uh, he did. He said, in that box alone, he had one million, and he goes, well, in this batch. In this batch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A million. So, yeah, he, no, what he, what he actually says is, no, actually, oh that gosh. comes later. Never mind. I'm jumping a gun. Ah. Uh, but oh, what does happen do. is that woman who wants to have sex yes. with all ten smartest people makes the moves on 15-year-old Mitch. Because he is now of age in the eyes of the law. And do you know what he goes and does? Sleeps with the ugliest girl on there. And a woman is waiting for you in a room. I think we all know how this really plays out. No, I did. Just so you know, I wrote down, Mitch goes to Jordan and then explains, I had self-control. Well, kudos to you, Mitch. Kudos to you. No, no, no. I think we all know what happened. It went down exactly as we think it went happened. And then, and then he, he went. used the self-control angle and he's lying like a rug. Yeah, because his shirt is untucked. His hair is a little messed. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I use self-control. Don't come near me. I have to go take a shower. But I just self-control. Just remember that. Remember that. Remember, remember hey, self-control. Hey. I'm going to go shower unrelated to everything that's happening here. If I got to go shower. If you ever meet a woman who says she slept with the 10 smartest people alive. Just know one of them is a lie. Just like she has seen ten bands, and one of them is a lie. One of them is she a lie. Slept with Just ten think one of them's your roommate. <laughs> one of them is, is a lie. There is a silent asterisk <laughs> after that ten. <laughs> and that asterisk is one of these is actually. 
<laughs> so just, if it happens, remember one of them is Mr. alive. Mr. Jerry, would it be morally right if I lied about sleeping with dead people? <laughs> no, 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 no. Mr. Jerry, I got the nine, but the ten's such a better number. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Jerry. God bless. I just want to make sure you got my number. Let me give it to you again. <laughs> Mr. Jerry, you haven't called in quite some time. What's the phone? Oh. Oh, <laughs> Has to scroll. No, just, no, Every, every no. time it's just, a, it's just a quick cut to Hathaway. <laughs> Mr. Jerry. <laughs> uh, Mr. Jerry, me. I hope you have been getting these messages. Wee, 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 wee. <laughs> oh, God. Just wishing you a, uh, a Merry Christmas. <laughs> Suddenly feels bad for Jerry. And uh, I have a question. I know why he hates popcorn now. He's eating so much of it listening to Mr. Jerry. <laughs> oh, there you go. Just too much Mr. for Mr. Jerry, no, Merry pope. Christmas. Quick question. Jerry. Jerry Quick question, popcorn. Mr. Jerry. Is there, a, is there really a war on a Christmas? <laughs> Hearing the phrase, I don't see any troops. <laughs> a little confused. <laughs> and who? Uh, he instead Please. goes to Jordan. Apparently, uh, you know, consummates that final relationship, which yep, I kind of yep, liked. Yep, yep. I mean, that's the relationship the way it was going. They're cute together. Mm, I don't know. Again, I I'd love so to know much. how old Jordan is and how old Mitch is. She makes me I'm so very mad. curious. I mean, I mean, just how old Jordan is. We know how old Mitch is. I, it anyway. doesn't, uh, again, it doesn't really bother me. And he might have had a birthday. He might be 16. Well, I mean, it's possible, but I, I still don't think that makes it any better depending on how old Jordan is. You really just, that's. If that was a 16 year old girl and a 20 year old guy, how do you feel about that relationship, Paul? Oh, it's disgusting. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Mr. Jerry! Do you know what that's called? Sexist. Uh, the rose of oppression is what do it do? It's oppression of no, women. No, it's a uh, it's a double double standard. The old double standard. And so anyway, of women. anywho, Kent decides he's had enough. It's time to sabotage the old laser, which he does, and it blows up. No, first they figure out the laser with some really cool sciency uh, cold no. fusion stuff. No, no, that that comes after the, after it blows up. Remember? No, no, no. They figure it out, and then he sabotages it. So that oh, they can't see, I thought, show it I off. I thought they were just still testing it. I thought they hadn't figured something oh, out. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, until... I'm sorry. You're absolutely right. They go to have the test. He sabotaged the initial laser that got up to the minimum 5 megawatt. Okay, okay. Um. Yes, you're absolutely right. They do that. Then Val Kilmer figures out cold fusion. <laughs> yeah, which which makes the laser, quote, hotter than the sun. Yes. Um, so they they give it the old test. Val Kilmer uh, attacks a defenseless fridge. I have that written down. Uh, I, I, I did like the scene where Knight figures it out in his head before he tests it. And he just goes on like a book spilling rampage across campus. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's just like spilling books left and right. on top. It's really weird. Anyway, so he explains Hathaway to Hathaway. Hey, I figured this whole thing out. Yeah. He explains, you know, he does the sciency explanation. Yeah. Uh, they test it. It's so successful. How many people did they kill during that test? Now, here's the thing. I asked a question as I was watching, and I said, that was at waist height at a minimum. But right. to curvature of the earth, and you're on a higher floor than the ground floor. I am dumber than the two women I live with. No surprise to anyone, but here's why. I said, that was at waist height. Willow immediately goes with, well, they were on like the third floor. And I was like, Okay, fair point. And then my wife, they, who's smarter, oh, goes, and as the beam continues, the Earth is curved. It will eventually just go away off the Earth. They, they're they definitely on the first floor, because when you go outside, you can see it went through a statue. Yeah, but I thought the statue was pretty tall. I mean, the statue would have to be real tall, like 15 feet tall. And that, I mean, it's possible, but... Yeah, I, second floor lab maybe. I, I was going to say at maybe. least second or third floor because it definitely looked like they were at least a floor up. Uh, okay, I'll give I you didn't that. think that. I, hey, listen, I'm not about to rewatch the movie to figure it out. Nope, nope, um, don't really care that much. But yes, anyway, I asked the same question. They 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 then decide, hey, let's go on a laser destruction tour of the town. <laughs> right, right, and um, they do. Man, if only they had like an Asian tourist with them to take photos as they went. Oh, if only. 
If only Long Duck Dong suddenly showed up in this movie. Oh, no, I was thinking the Gizmo Kid from Goonies. Well, let's have them both show up. <laughs> yeah, Why not? No. Okay. They, they'll be cousins or something stupid, because it's the 80s and everyone has to be related. Right. Um, so they go on, they, they're having beers or, or sandwiches or something at, at some place. They go back to the lab. Well, because at, at the bar they go to, Laszlo shows up and he's like, hey... Why do you think you invented this laser? It only works for 15 seconds, and it's hot enough oh, to melt anything. Yeah, what yeah, do you yeah. think it's for? It's obviously a weapon. And everyone's like, oh, yeah. Oh, man. I feel terrible now. <laughs> I have to... Wait a minute. Now I have to live with the actions that I've performed in the past? What kind of crap is this? And not only that, right? And Willow asked the question, but she go. They're like, oh, we got to go and stop it. And Willow... And- and I'm like, no, you don't. That, that's the that is the school's property. You can't do anything to that's it. That's not your problem. Yeah, honestly. and they they Why rush back care? to the lab, and it's already gone. Yeah, like yeah. W- William Atherton like immediately scooped it up and brought it to the right. to the government testing site right. on the base. Um, now, which leads to I, I gotta say, arguably, the funniest scene in the movie is they go to uh, Kent. And they put a receiver in his head in his braces. Dine it. To make it, to make it like an antenna. Finest. To make it, right. And now, as we've already established, the system of, of, of higher power is God, Jerry, Kent. They, they talk to Kent as God, which of course Jerry, which of course Kent has to buy into because the only person between God and him is Jerry. That's right. And Jerry's not around anymore. Right. Oh, hold on a second. The Pope. We said the Pope reports to Jerry. Does he actually report to Ken? Uh, you know what? Maybe for a few times there's some answering machine messages where he's trying to get Ken's number. <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, never mind. Uh, I'll do it on the shortwave radio. <laughs> no, no, no. It's the other way around. <laughs> Hello, uh, Mr. Kent. <laughs> it's a me, the it is Italian Pope. Uh, Mr. Jerry, he never be answering my, my, my calls. Could you tell him I'm calling him? <laughs> oh you know, like you would call your friend. <laughs> Right, your your ex girlfriend's friend. Hey, can you can you just tell Cheryl I really just want to talk to her? Yeah, just pa- pass a message for me. I'm having a hard time uh, <laughs> right. getting a hold of this person there. Um, but anyway, they talked to to Kent uh, as God. I-, I love and I love how the voice of God only knows a little bit of things. <laughs> He's not <laughs> yeah. omnipotent at all, right? But uh, it's enough. Huge to gaps him. in this God's knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Just well, well, that out he there. knows enough God to get hit by. the books. He knows enough to get by. <laughs> he knows enough. Uh, and then we have yet another montage. Oh, yeah, I know. I, I was kind of tired of montages by now. Um, and basically what they're trying to do is sneak onto uh, a paper plane or some sort of matte plane painting. <laughs> it's, it's not a real plane. It's so fake. It's so fake. So, so they, 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 they've, they've come up with a plan, and the plan involves putting a bunch of stuff in the house that we don't know because that'll pay off eventually. In, 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 in William Atherton's yeah, house. Yeah. Uh, and going to the base to, like, sabotage the test. Right. Um, and basically, I don't know how much of this you want to talk about, but it is a long uh, chunk of time. All I care about is that um, Mitch and, and Knight get in there. They change some chips around because this is the 80s where you actually had to be on site yes. to hack or sabotage anything and replace a physical chip. I got to tell you, as a kid of the 80s, I kind of like this scene because it was so... It's such an 80s thing. We have to actually physically replace marked chips to change what we're about to do. I love that. It's so, um, like, like so physical. Old school? Old school, yeah, but it's like physical. It's like tactile. Oh, you know, really? it's like you're doing something for it. Nowadays, it's all like, oh, we've, hi- we've hijacked a satellite that's going to hack into every bank account, and we'll, we'll find them in three seconds by cameras. It's like, no, in the 80s, like, you actually needed a van. If you wanted to hijack a plane, you needed to, like, change chips and stuff. I love this part. I loved, I really did. I, as a kid, this kind of stuff was intriguing to me because I was a nerdy kid. Um, so, uh, it, it, you know, they, they, they run the test, and sure enough, they've reset the laser to William hold Atherton's house. Hold on. But not before... A congressman shows up. Oh, hold on. Just before that, Atherton on the plane finds a chip. And one of the colonel guys comes over and goes, is everything okay? And he just goes, yep. And he hides Why the chip. Why would it be? What did he think the chip went to? I know, and like, is it so weird to be like, you know what? Just give me a second. <laughs> I'm just triple checking because this is very important. Right, and I is... feel like any normal person is like, <laughs> okay, fair enough. Right? right. All he's like, got to say is. 
do you want it to hit the target or do you want it to hit the White House? Yeah. Let me check everything. I, I did mention to Willow, I did like that I did like that all the chips were on the outside and he runs them along like nope, that's a chip, that's a chip, that's a chip, that's a chip, that's a right. Nope, that's a chip, that's a chip, that's a chip. <laughs> like Everything seems to be here. Uh, well, hmm. um, it's kind of like getting—it's <laughs> like getting furniture from IKEA. Yeah. I don't know where these screws go, but I know they go somewhere. I'll save them for later. Yeah, I have a bag of those. Right, everybody does. Yeah. Oh, do you know how many Allen wrenches I own? Oh my, I'm—I'm I'm right there with you. I started throwing them <laughs> in the recycling bin. I'm, screw, I don't need another one. Screw fall out in their bottle caps. It's gonna be—it's gonna make your own furniture Allen wrenches. Yeah, you know, it's actually pretty smart. Right. So anyway, yeah, they redirect the laser. It hits um, Hathaway's house. Um, Kent is there inside. Everybody else shows up outside. And they've they've constructed like a Jiffy Pop-like thing that when the laser hits it, the popcorn goes everywhere and it like destroys his house. It's like so much popcorn. The house can't handle it. (laughs) Yes, Willow. When I saw the Jiffy Pop container, I actually thought that was pretty clever. I thought I it was like it's, it, as yeah. As far as like kooky set pieces go, it's actually one of the better ones we've yeah. encountered. Anyway, the house full of uh, popcorn. Olafield shows up. He won thirty one percent instead of thirty three percent. And I do like how he goes. I'll have to figure that one out. Yeah, I'll figure it out. And who's there? That girl that wanted to uh, have sex with a fifteen year old boy. Yeah, she now has decided she's gonna just marry Laszlo because he's the smartest. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. True. And then, I really want to live in that house uh, now. And then we see kids Can taking we? popcorn from the, the house as uh, Hathaway shows up. Please don't pretend that you yep. wouldn't. What? And Kids then popcorn. we're played out by you Tears would. for Fears. I would pro- I, I, If I was a kid, yeah, I'd run over to that house and take popcorn. Sure, why not? Now, you'd probably be... But would you do it while listening to Tears for Fears? No. 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 Uh, probably um, Danzig's mother. I was going to say you're more of a Frankie goes to Hollywood guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too sexy for my popcorn. Too sexy That's for my not butter. not Frankie goes to Hollywood. Uh, that is right said. Oh, uh, what was I don't Frankie goes to Hollywood did relax. Your butter, What's Dad? that? Frankie goes to Hollywood did relax. Oh, relax. Remember they had the shirts in the 80s. Frankie rub says some relax. butter on new it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyway, that is the end of the movie. Cheers for fears. Everybody wants to Tears rule for the Fears world. plays us out as is law for all eighties films. It's, it's getting to be like that. Yeah, yeah. It's certainly certainly close. Uh so now, Paul, we haven't done this in a while before we get to is this was this red. Thanks, Mr. Bibbs. What happens, Willow, after the credits have rolled? He goes and stays what? at a hotel. Okay. <laughs> very that's, literal that's, Willow. That is, well, that is a little too literal, but fair enough. <laughs> well, he, Paul, what do you think happens after the crash? Uh, what do I think happens? Uh, it's Hathaway uh, obviously goes to jail uh, for uh, numerous crimes. Uh, and too I much guess, popcorn? I <gasps> guess Knight graduates, goes to his job, and Mitchell and, and Jordan have a great rest of their time and marry? I, you got something up your sleeve, so what is it? Oh yeah, well obviously I only ask questions <laughs> to which I already know. The I was just gonna go so on with their mundane lives until you just cut me off. Fantastic. Anyway, um, <laughs> I think the the Pentagon says, well, technically the laser worked, but it was sabotaged, and I think William Atherton will be able to prove that very easily. So I think the gang gets rounded up and goes to some kind of black ops prison. They just disappear for the rest of their lives, and the the laser project just continues as it was supposed to, and that's it. Um, how would he prove that it was sabotaged if everything blew up and melted? Well, that's uh, I, but I'm saying you build it once, mm-hmm. and if he knew how it was worked and he set it up, he could just build it again. He like he has all the information that the kids already made. It's not like he can't make it again. Do you think? Wait, 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 wait. You're working completely on the principle. That Knight wrote anything down. It, well, I guess that's possible. <laughs> but I'm saying they had to set it back up again without Knight. And they had to do it. Yeah, he had that's to pass true. the papers okay, I see off what to the saying. technicians at the base. No, okay, I see what you're saying. He had to have been smart enough to at least reassemble it. Yeah. In some way. Okay, okay. And and when he was explaining what the, what the magical process behind it was, he knew what he was talking about. So... I think William Atherton is just like, oh, yeah, it was a setback. This is all you need to do to fix it. This. 
And, you know, let's ask any guards if they let people in that they shouldn't have let in. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, this guy did. Oh, well, there's your problem. You know, I want to live in the world where they get away with everybody lives happily ever after. Nah, they're, 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 they're in Guantanamo. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. No, Area 51, of course. It, ooh, I like that better. Right? Yeah. A cold Hanging fusion out with laser? Independence Day alien. Cold fusion laser, where else would they be? Level Good 23 point. with the lizard men. Secret, the secret moon base that the, the right, government doesn't right. like to talk about. Right. Okay, Greg. So uh, here we go. Let's let's wrap it up. Who's going first? You. Uh, we're going to throw it to you first. Is this? Was this? Was this? Is this? Which? Okay. I I don't particularly remember. I guess, but I'm I I believe that this was a rad movie. I remember people liking it. I remember it being prominently featured at rental houses. Um, I I, I remember. I remember it being. You know what? I actually remember a lot about this. This being played at video stores when you'd go in to rent a movie. Okay. I remember that being, you know, we'd always be like, oh, you know, now playing Real Genius with Val Kilmer or whatever. And um, it was on TV a lot. So I, I think it was, you know, uh, it was a pretty rad movie. Is it rad now? No, it's not. It is it is bloated. I just, man, I just did not like this movie. Uh, Will, uh, um, uh, Knight is just an insufferable character. He's just so... And he's he is a type of 80s character that I guess we were supposed to think was like this endearing character. And they're not. They're just awful, awful people. Uh, no, this movie was not rad, Paul. Uh, I'm with you. I know I heard about this movie. I'm sure it was uh, popular. I don't know what, uh, you know... I don't know what it did as far as sales or anything like that, but I definitely remember it as a kid. Even though I confused it for another movie, I'm positive I saw this movie at some point. Like I said, on TV or something like that. Definitely not in the theater. I didn't clamor to go see it, but I definitely watched it at some point. It definitely falls in the wheelhouse of movies that I would have. So as far as like being rad, I'm with you. I'm, I'm sure it fell into that category in some way. Um, I yeah. said this to Willow. It, it, it had a lot of... Um, the same traits as um, Revenge of the Nerds. Yes. In that respect. Um, obviously not at that rated R level as far as the raunchness, but um, just the kind of goofiness and, and the playful parts of it now. And I'd love to do that movie, by the way, um, at some point. But uh, is it still rad? You know, I think it is. The first 25 minutes of this movie, 30 minutes of this movie... They're rough. They're really bad. I'm with Unite. Immediately comes across as very unlikable. He just, that quippiness, that quick wit, it doesn't come off as very interesting. I was saying, like, Willow, I'm like, man, I hope this movie is really just about Mitchell and Val Kilmer is a secondary character. Um, and he kind of almost is, in a way. But the last hour of this movie was pretty good. I laughed. I, I thought some of it was interesting. You laughed a lot. It was like I really did. I, I found it interesting. I found it funny. Does it hold up well? It doesn't hold up very well. It, it's I'm with you. I thought this movie was over, and then it went on for another 25 minutes. I think there are, even with, I think it's four total montages, I think it could have been shorter. But I thought it was rad. I, I, I didn't like this movie, so... How about you, Willow? I liked it. Mainly because of Night in the Popcorn House. <laughs> I really want a popcorn house. <laughs> no, but you can't live in a popcorn house. Why not? I... Please tell me one reason why not. You can't move. Where would you... You, you can buy a sled. Floor. You can buy a sled no, in one of those elderly okay. chairs that go up and down no, right over the No, you don't popcorn. have a bottom floor. Popcorn was coming out of the second floor. Okay, scale the walls and get in the second floor and sleep there. And... <laughs> You have free food the rest of your life. <laughs> that's, that's what I thought. You will never go hungry with a house full of popcorn. <laughs> or, or are you proposing that you could swim through it like a la Scrooge McDuck? Sure. Okay. That I could almost buy. But I don't like swimming. I don't know what to do with that. I'm going to get an elderly uh, chair. You know, you know what? Why don't we just thank Mr. Bibbs? <laughs> why don't we just thank Mr. Bibbs? Thanks, Mr. Bibbs. Thank you, Mr. Bibbs. Thank you very much, of course, uh, for helping us out. You donate to the podcast. We appreciate it. Um, you can go do that as well and, and go to our page at thiswasrad.podbean.com. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, of course, all of those. What's after that? I was, hope, I was curious where it was going to go, <laughs> what, but it didn't really where go else 
just please donate late. money. We like money. Ha, 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 ha. We're leprechauns. It's very late. If we were leprechauns, you know we, <laughs> we have, have money. a lot of gold. <laughs> a lot of gold. Oh. We're anti leprechauns. We need some. iTunes. Yeah, go to iTunes. Leave a five star review. Yes, or please. Or three star. No. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> a lot of things. <laughs> three stars. Chief among them, she's on this pod. Five stars. Oh, she got me to say three stars. <laughs> Five stars. Oh, God, I want to go to bed. Same. Yeah, Um. so shout-outs, uh, Video Rangers. We've shout-outed sh- yes. out to them in the past. Yes. We'd like to shout-out to them again. And uh, I'd also like to shout-out uh, Movie Madness Podcast. They're another good one that you should check out. Sweet. And that's it. It comes to the end. Uh, Greg, what are we doing next? Do you have a list up in front of you? Our next movie is Vision Quest. Wow, that is a very different kind of movie. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you could say that. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I got to say. I'm Paul. That's all, I think that's all that needs to be said. I'm Greg. Bye. So who are you? <laughs> well, apparently soon I won't exist. And from now on... Stop playing with yourself. <laughs>